Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in August of 2020. And welcome to episode 10, 10 ways to use 10 frames. Yay! I'm so excited about this episode. We've been talking about this episode, this idea for this episode since episode, episode one. one. Yep. About, about using 10 frames in episode 10. So this is all about 10. And we wanted to save it for our 10th episode. We want to give a shout out to Chris from California. Thanks for listening to our podcast and giving us such positive feedback. We were so excited. (laughs) Because we don't know who we're reaching. Right. And I know, Laura, you had some things to say. You were reflecting on last episode. I was. The one thing that I really wanted to say was I said I was listening to a podcast and I wanted to let everybody know which podcast I was listening to. It's Making Math Moments That Matter. I was a guest speaker on episode 46. How do I spark a love of learning in my fellow educators? A math mentoring moment. So if you want to listen to me a little more, you can go to that one. But the episode that really, that I was really thinking about with our last episode was their episode 21 with Dr. Peter Lilladal. His building thinking classrooms really, really did change my trajectory of teaching, which I think influenced, end up influencing yours. Yes, yeah. And in October, his book, Building Thinking Classrooms, comes out and I literally can't wait for that book (laughs) you bookaholic (laughs) a little bit a little bit (laughs) shout out to kyle and john though i i love that they are they're both canadian i'm canadian so i just i just want to shout out to (laughs) canadians who are changing the world in math instruction i love it they put such great content out there Mm -hmm. and you know you have a special bond with them because of that they don't even know about me though they know about you (laughs) well they'll know about you now they will (laughs) so let's jump into today's topic 10 ways to use 10 frames so here we go number one number sense routines that's the big the big 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 one besides our last one but i think Yes. Really? Yes. Number sense routine. One thing I also wanted to say is that 10 frames are not just a tool that can be used in K through 2 classrooms. That's right. We are really going to discuss today how to use it in upper elementary and beyond. Even in middle. In middle school as well. I bet you some high school teachers could use it too. Absolutely. Because it's just a tool. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking even algebra. They could probably exactly. figure out some way to use it. Yep. Right. We're really trying to just rethink the way we use this mm-hmm. tool. And think out of the box. Yes. Or the 10 frame. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nice. So with our number sense routines, subitizing or subitizing, however you say it. We did look up a definition of subitizing. What we found was that subitizing can be defined as the ability to tell the number of objects in a set without counting. And it is the foundation of strong number sense. It's just like when you throw dice and you know that that those five dots is five and you don't have to count all five right or that you throw it and it's three and you don't have to count three it's just that perceived knowledge 
of knowing what those dots represent, of how many. And seeing it in a 10 frame structure allows them to quickly identify the number. Exactly. And the the missing pieces too, right? Like yes, the, which we're the, gonna- The absence of. We're gonna talk about that as well too. One person who I completely admire, and I've met him once, you have? I have. Oh my God, I'm so jealous. I didn't know this. <laughs> yes. When did you meet him? Oh, it was at, I want to say the NCTM regional uh. conference maybe, or an F- I don't remember. I don't remember. And it was a couple years ago, but I went to one of his breakout sessions. Now I have to look it up to find out when okay. I met him. And he, this man is the most giving and so knowledgeable yes. about number sense routines. It's Steve Wyborny. And you can find him at stevewyborney.com and I'll put the link in the show notes. If you are not familiar with him, you need to get familiar with him. Yes. ASAP. A- like now. Now. Like, pause the podcast. And go look him up. <laughs> you have our permission. <laughs> not that you need it, but... <laughs> Yeah, his, I mean, there are so many resources on his page. And everything's free. Everything is free and and made, already made. You just have to download it. The Splat is, I love oh Splat. Um, his Estim Mysteries. Estimysteries. Those are fantastic. No, and the maze with the hundreds board is amazing. <laughs> it really is. We're I all about to. the puns today. <laughs> But seriously, and the kids oh adore gosh. those activities. They absolutely love them. They beg mm-hmm. for more every single time we do it. The clipboard series. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many. Phenomenal. I don't know how he has the time to put it all together. So I did hear his story, and I'm not going to share it with you right now, but it's definitely something that you want to hear. But go follow him on Twitter. Go to his website. He is amazing. Amazing. Okay. So number two, tweaking the 10 frame. You can have it and you can double it. So using five frames and using 20 frames. Right. In all different kinds of situations. Right. And any more than 20, I think, just gets too much. Right. For just like how many. Right. For, for that. Doubling and having is one of my most favorite Multiplication strategies. Yes. I don't know. No, I, I love it. And it's not something that I learned as a kid. No. That's something that just yep. like recently within the last five years, I would say, <laughs> is something that I learned. Yep. And what a shame that that's not like out there. Right. Mm-hmm. Number three is making 10 right. or making five or making 20. I think of it as, you know, maybe there's three in a five frame and you say, how many more does it take? to get to five. Right. Or you have so many in the tens frame and you say, how many more does it take to get to 10? And so on and so forth. So that that really, those are for our like K1 and two standards. Yes. Mm-hmm. But we really see the need for them to understand how to make a 10 yeah. is, oh. I mean, it's, it's critical in number sense. I was and gonna say foundational, but yes. critical is, is the word yeah You're right and and in number talks it comes up again mm-hmm. and again and again especially when we're adding big numbers mm-hmm. when we're you know when we're subtracting big numbers when we're using we're, and we're trying to do that mental math they have to be flexible and efficient in making tens because we are a base 10 system yeah 
So we, you are so right. The critical, it is critical foundation. Critical. Absolutely. Number four is doubles, doubles plus one and doubles minus one. Yes. And we can do this in a 10 and a 20 frame. Right. Or so, two 10 frames. Right. Which that's what I think of. When I think of a 20 frame, I don't mean a five by four array. I mean two 10 frames. So thank you for making right. me clarify that. And when I was thinking of some 20 frames, I was thinking of a two by 10. So a longer rectangle. Oh. Yes. See, no, I wasn't. I was thinking of two 10 frames close together. Huh. Yeah. So we, so there's, see, right even there, there's wow. different ways yeah. of seeing it and playing with it. Oh, you mean being flexible with even 10 <laughs> frames? <laughs> Be flexible with your 10 frames. <laughs> All right, so more about doubles and doubles plus one and doubles minus one. Let's say that in a 10 frame, I have six, but I don't have a five and a one. I have a three and a three. Okay. So again, kind of going back to the subitizing so that they know that three and three is six. Right. But what if I have four on the top and three on the bottom? Technically, I can look at it, I can cover up that one and say, oh, there's six and one more. Yes. Or the opposite, where I could say, oh, if this bottom one was also filled in, it would be eight minus one, because I was missing one on the right. bottom frame. Right, right. And I, I think a lot of it, too, when it comes to using the 10 frame is is using how it looks as well, right? Because if you have three and three, mm-hmm. then that looks like the dice, six. It does. As opposed to the f- first full row and, and one, one more. more. Yeah. Yep. So you have to be strategic with how you're placing it. But then again, you know, you want to play around with that too because you don't want to always show the kids a six that's three and three. Okay. Uh, two things just popped in my head. Okay. Because we know that math is all about making connections. Uh-huh. So that, you, that whole dice thing that you just said about making connections, that's what popped in my mind. But then... When you just said you don't always want them to see, you don't always want to have it horizontal. Yes. You want to take the tens frame and make it vertical as well. Yes. And that's just like number lines. I was just going to (laughs) say that's with every visual representation. Yeah. Because, and I know you've done this in your classroom as well as I've done, I've taken a sheet of paper. Yeah. Just a blank sheet of copy paper with fifth graders and I'll hold it where it's the horizontal is more of the base. Yep. And I'll ask the kids, is this a rectangle? And they'll say yes. And then I change the orientation. I make it vertical. And I ask them again. And they say no. They say no. Yeah. And not even just, and you can like put it on a slight diagonal. And then all of a sudden it's a different shape. How is it a different shape? It's still a rectangle. rectangle. Yes. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) I told you this was going to be a good episode. (laughs) Yes. We've we've had all of this inside us for 10 Building. <laughs> 10 weeks we've been waiting. Yes. All right. Number five is about skip counting. Mm-hmm. Taking that 10 frame and using it for skip counting. Not only taking the 10 frame and for skip counting by let's say twos or threes or fours or fives or whatever, but taking multiple 10 frames and being able to skip count by tens. So even if you had something like 48, you would have four solid 10 frames and then eight in the last 10 frames. So the kids could, again, subitize, right? right? That that's 40. I do want to give a shout out to Math Recovery because right now I'm in the middle of Math Recovery Specialist Part 1 training and some of the ideas that I'm sharing 
is from their website. And I will link their website to the show notes. If you're not familiar with the U.S. Math Recovery Council, again, that's another place where you would want to go to to get more information for yourself or even ideas or I'm not going to say the G word yet because that's number 10. I'm going to save that. (laughs) Save it. Save it. But where you'll get free resources. I haven't checked out that website, so I have to go. I have to go on there. Okay. That's on my to-do list then. I gotcha. (laughs) Our sixth way to use 10 frames is with operations. Uh When we were discussing before our episode about recording, we were like, oh, should we say adding and subtracting in one and then multiply? No, like... Just put it all together. Yes. Do you want to expand? Yeah. With addition, it's where the two colored counters come in, right? So it's we've got one number represented by the red, and then the the other add in represented by yellow counters, Mm -hmm. and same for subtraction. Mm -hmm. But one brilliant way to use the ten frame is with any multiplication under 10 so Mm -hmm. and and that's as long as one number actually is under 10 because here's what you could do right inside each 10 frame let's say you have to represent three times seven okay right you could laminate that 10 frame Mm -hmm. and each box becomes a group so if i have three groups of seven right Mm -hmm. i can put little dots and represent seven or the number seven, just write the number seven depending on where the kids are in their efficiency, you know, in how they see numbers. But go ahead and just draw or write that number and then you have seven and seven and seven. I do remember it was Berkeley Everett, which again, I'll link in the show notes. Again, if you're not following him, you're missing out. Oh, his short little videos, visual videos are amazing. Our seventh way is place value. (laughs) I'm really excited about this one because I have not, truth be told, I have not, this is something that I'm just still learning Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to, I'm pushing myself to think of a different way of using 10 frames because I haven't really utilized them in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Only the traditional ways. Right. Right. Right, with the little kids. Right, with little, yeah, not in fifth grade. Right. What I've seen in my research of like how to create this um, visual using 10 frames and place value and how to combine them together is with using place value discs. Now tell me where you bought your place value discs and they're still (laughs) in the bag. (laughs) Yeah, I found mine at the dollar section at Target. The dollar spot. The dollar spot, uh, which I love. I always always stop by. But yeah, there was just a container of, I don't even know how many, a little Mm -hmm. container, one dollar, and I put, they're in my closet because last year I didn't know what to do with them. I'm like, this looks like a great tool, Mm -hmm. but I'm not sure how I'm going to use it yet if you have a place value chart with 10 frames inside each 10 frame could represent a different place value in the ones column once that ones column is filled right that place or that once the 10 frame is filled in that ones column it now gets a new name mm-hmm. right it gets regrouped mm-hmm. into a 10 110 10. So what I'm envisioning in the classroom and how I'm going to use this is maybe have different color 10 frames that represent different place values. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. And I can't wait to see what this looks like. I know. I'm, I'm really excited because I think that it will, I mean, hopefully it will start to make more sense mm-hmm. for the kids as they regroup. Right. right. It's just a different way of thinking about it. And a different visual representation. Right. From our CRA, it's the, the R part. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it'll be concrete, you know, hopefully, yes. because then they can actually manipulate and move and see it in a different way. Which then leads us into yes. <laughs> the 10 times and one tenth of. You have to share your story. Okay. <laughs> one of my, and I, you know, I've been keeping my circle, my bubble, very yes. tiny yes. during this COVID time. So one of my friends comes over with her daughter and I have Easter eggs, which I've used in the classroom for many different things. Uh-huh. And her four-year-old saw them. So, of course, yes, go in. I still had some of my previous questions in there that I used with my fifth graders. And I gave that batch of eggs to them to take home. I was like, she loves them. Go ahead, take them. So my friend opens up one of the eggs, takes out one of the pink slips. And I'm just going to say that my friend is very math-phobic. And she knows it. She would tell you. I'm not going to tell you who it is. But unfortunately, she did not have a good relationship with math growing up. However... (laughs) Things are changing. (laughs) So she sent me a picture of the question that was in there. And she was like, I'm out. You know, I and it was one of the one tenth of or ten times as many. And at that moment, I think I FaceTimed her or I did this through pictures or something over text. Yeah. I drew a 10 frame. And I was explaining how to transfer the paper question to this 10 frame of, well, if this circle right here represents 10, I literally drew one circle in the 10 frame. Yeah. And I said, if this represents 10, what does the whole 10 frame represent? And she said 100. And I said, okay, so if this one circle, I didn't redraw anything. I just pointed. I said, okay, so if this one circle represents 100, what does the whole 10 frame? And I don't think I said 10 frame to her. I just said, what is the whole thing? If it was all filled in, what would it represent? And she said 1,000. Wow. And I think the the question on the paper went to either 10,000 or 100,000. But after that, it was like a light bulb came on for me to say, oh my god i've never used this tool with my fifth graders to show one tenth of and ten times as many which is such a difficult concept so i think maybe that when you told me that story i think that's what made me kind of think about how can i use this for place value that would be powerful right because it, it is so hard for them we do that all year. Yes. That practice of one-tenth of and ten, ten times. times. And it it shouldn't be, right, that I, I feel like it shouldn't be that tricky because place value is in every grade level. Yes. But obviously they're missing something along yeah. the way. I, I think it's that visual connection, yeah. that visual representation. So I'm hoping when, <laughs> yes. when we start, because we know we're going to start with place value, right? Yes. Yeah, we, yeah, that's yeah. what we always start with. Yeah. That that's going to be another tool in our toolbox that we can use with the kids. Absolutely. So maybe you, if you start with the place value discs, Mm-hmm. And I start with the 10 frame and we kind of compare and see what happens. Sure. Sounds good. Little experiment. Because <laughs> we're jumpers. We'll just right. try it. That's right. That's right. Uh, number nine, we were thinking more towards, uh, it could start in fourth grade, fifth grade, but and definitely go up school, higher. High school. And our thinking was to use it for fractions, decimals, and percentages and converting between the three. Mm-hmm. Of course, with percentage, I mean, you can see how it, the I don't even frame. think it has to be conversions. I think we can just use it as a right. tool in fractions of base 10 Yeah, as decimals, which are already, and 
percentages. Right. But it would be a nice transition to go between the three, right? To convert convert them. I wonder if any middle or high school teachers have ever taught fractions, decimals, and percents using a tens frame. If you have, please, please contact us. us. And show us pictures. I would love to Uh, see how how it's done. Now we're moving to number 10, the G word. We're going to say it at the same time. One, two, three. Games! (laughs) (laughs) There are... Oh, jeez. uh, many, many exponential, ten, like 10 to the 10, right? Times games yep. that are available out there, ideas of games, games that you could have the kids create. Yes. Uh, depending on what you're doing with what unit, with what concepts. I mean, it's honestly, the possibilities are endless yes. here. So one game that I had brought back to your attention because we've both been familiar with this is the game of garbage or trash. Yeah. And I literally took a big sheet of paper. I just drew out 10, like a tens frame, but the size of playing cards. And as we started the game, I was like, oh, I think we're supposed to both have our own, but we adapted it and and made it so that we could just play together and whoever turned the last card, quote, won. Right. You know? Right. But that was fun. It was. Even for just a a quick memory. So back in kindergarten through high school, please, 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 if you want to get a concept across, have the kids play games. There is literally no reason for most of the things that we teach that kids have to do, quote, exercises. They don't have to practice 800 times. No. Do you use the dice game, the Yahtzee powers of 10 from the georgia site yes i have okay, i'm yes. gonna link that one okay. as well and again it's just so that they don't have to sit and just use paper and pencil and Work be sheets. bored to death yeah worksheet them to death i'll add that one in the show notes too our challenge for this week we would love for you to try and use the 10 frame in a new way yep. it could be one of the ones we've mentioned mm-hmm. it could be one that as you were listening to our conversation it sparked an idea mm-hmm. but just Think of how else could you use this tool in your classroom. And we would love to see pictures. Please. Please tag us. <laughs> We'd love to see what you're thinking and what you're doing and learn from you yep. as well. Because we're all learning together. Always. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learning through math. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.